in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back, everybody. Buckeye Bar Guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Tonight's date is Thursday, September 28th, 2023. It is the bye week, uh, so we will be discussing uh, the thrilling and crazy win over the Irish this past weekend. So that was a a good win at the end of the day. Uh, You know, some heart attacks throughout the game, but, uh, you know, glad they got the W. And then uh, so we'll talk about uh, just our thoughts on the Notre Dame win. And then uh, we'll just kind of discuss Ohio State uh, through the, you know, the first third of the year is now over their first four games. So, you know, the meat of the schedule is still to come. Um, just so oh, yeah. our feelings, uh, how they uh, how they're looking so far. So 17-14, they beat Notre Dame at, right at the end of the game. Uh, walk off. I mean, technically, Notre Dame got one more play, but you know, still basically a walk off uh, as chip training uh, goes into the end zone for a one yard. Uh, well, you know, that was so Vegas could get their push. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They made the call. Yeah. That was like another thing. I was like, uh, the, man, they, <laughs> Vegas uh, decided they're going to go for the push here on the, some of those, even those, and some of the, the later lines, there was a couple of casinos on uh Saturday had it at two and a half too. Yeah, I know. It's so down there, like yeah. I, I would have hated uh, the Ben Notre Dame uh, people on that one. Just like, just let us lose now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like when you think you're going to win the game and then you go to, you know, still won the game. Hey, at least I won. uh, I got some money out of this. Yeah. And then like they screwed you over. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I mean, a lot to discuss with the game. So, you know, Definitely a full roller coaster of emotions. I mean, no one expected it to be that tight of a game. I mean, even, I mean, your widest dreams. I, you like, if I thought it was going to be that close to the game, I would, you know, like 31, 28. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I said 35, 33. So I thought it was going to be close. I just didn't think it was going to be that low. Scoring. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that low scoring. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that low scoring in the first half. I mean, my God, it's like, nothing. <laughs> like that was just nuts. And then, and then, you know, Ohio state in the second half, you know, Trey has the big touchdown, but Notre Dame is really wearing them down. I mean, they have, I mean, they basically, I know everybody's like, well, they had the two good drives. I mean, technically they had three good drives because that first drive in the third quarter, uh, I mean, they got some, what that Harmon yeah. Harmon gets stuffed on the fourth and one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are, they are moving the ball on them and uh, you know, they were starting to pick some stuff up there and then it just, you know, as much as you love it, it kind of sucks that Trey goes right to the house. And then it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the defense has to go right back out there. Um, and then, you know, they grab the lead and then, you know, Kyle McCord, who in my opinion did not have a bad game. I mean, there was a couple of things. Yeah. Sure. You want to want back and stuff, but I mean, he should throw. I mean, he has a touchdown pass to Abuka that you know Ameka needs to catch. I mean, I maybe he's a a hair too hard on the throw, but I mean, it's when it touches your hands and you want to go to the next level, you gotta you yeah, gotta pull it in. I mean, Ameka leaves his feet, but he also doesn't have to like dive forward to yeah. get it. You know, I mean, I I could be misremembering. I've only rewatched the game once or twice, but. I felt like he was kind of like he left his feet, but it was still in the basket. Yeah. I mean, I just think he probably just 
it's not a lot. He probably maybe just had, uh, but again, if it's there and you can get both hands on it, you got to catch it. Should've it wasn't like it was thrown like a, a missile. Like, right, right, you know, right. So, yeah. I mean, he, he should have been caught. So, and then, you know, if Ohio State ever would put a, you know, some sort of QB sneak into the package, I mean, they should score it on that first, you know, fourth and goal that they had. And, so that's two more touchdowns. And, you know, so, I mean, they had the opportunity there in a very close 17 to 14 game that, you know, they could have won, you know, 24 to 14 or, you know, even 31 to 14, depending on how everything goes. So, you know, a lot to dissect there, but I'm mean, glad they escaped with the win. That's all that matters. Yeah, you, you can't you can't complain too much. Well, you shouldn't complain at all about a road win against Notre Dame. I mean, there's definitely things to clean up, though. But like you said, you left a lot on the field. Um, I mean, how different is that game? You know, instead of three, nothing, 14, nothing before Trey yeah. gets his touchdown. If, you know, you convert on that goal line situation and then Emeka catches that touchdown. So, I mean, that's a that's a huge swing. And I know Notre, Notre Dame had their chances, too. They didn't get quite as close as the one yard line. Gets stopped. I think they were stopped on the 18. Yeah. The first drive of the game. So. Not quite as close, but definitely, you know, they could have kicked some field goals. They could have made a field goal that they miss, and it works both ways. And I completely understand that. But Ohio State left a lot out there. Um, like you said, Ibuka should have caught that one. And if we're just talking McCord here, right, because that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. Like, I thought it was an okay game. Um, definitely, you know, balls of steel on that last drive. Yeah. But, you know, Marv, if – for whatever reason they don't wave off his catch which yeah. didn't make any sense to me um you know that's more yardage on top there the buka one the buka penalty that they called back for fryer yeah uh, finishing his block you know he's probably kyle probably ends with 300 yards or so yeah so not a bad day yeah no, no definitely not and like i said i mean there's probably a couple throws in there you'd want to have back and stuff but i mean i thought when aren't there yeah, and but for his first game on the road, I thought he played really good. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's really no consider Notre Dame runs the ball the whole second half. I mean, there was no difference from what I saw from the you know, the guy starting his first major game on the road and the guy who's played 150 games. So <laughs> Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, just physically I don't want to get in a fight with uh, Notre Dame guys. I mean, I think I thought Hartman played a fine game, but yeah, he didn't do just bad physically just at the position. I mean, McCord looked better than him. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I think also, and I definitely think, and you know, and that's why those points in the first half are important, you know, getting a touchdown there on the first, you know, fourth and goal, you know, Abuka catching that touchdown, you know, that stuff's important because I, I think in the second quarter, Notre Dame probably saw that, you know, Ohio state was definitely keeping their safeties back. You know, they obviously didn't want to give up a big play. So Notre Dame, I mean, rightfully so. And good that they saw it. They're like, all right, well, we're going to run the ball on them in the second half. And we're just going to put it behind our, you know, our strong offensive line. And they started wearing you down, but you know, if you're up, 17 to nothing you know that might be different you well know? i mean they can't rely on that you got to throw them yeah ball. so the you know the and you know force hartman to make some more situations and he did fine throwing the ball yeah, i yeah, mean I but ohio state but ohio state again didn't let anything get beat and i think that the one thing i really liked from the secondary is the couple times that they tried to really play ohio go for the you know Ohio state corners were there with it. And yeah, you know, 
you know, Iggy's still a little rough with some of his stuff, but you know, it is what it is. I don't, I, I, I see some people on Twitter, give him a little bit more of a harder time. And, you know, a player like that, you're gonna, you're going to get penalties. I mean, on. Notre Dame definitely decided though, that if you're going to go after one of them, he's the guy to try. Yeah. It's, you know, Burke is pretty much now. I think he, his reputation is preceding him that you're not going to see a lot of teams. I think try his side, you know, I what he yeah. had like one, one time, one or two. They There's even, one target and it was a seven yard completion. Yeah. So that I was mean, it for the game. that's crazy. Um, but so, I mean, just your general thoughts, like, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, let's, I guess, get into the players of the game and then we'll start on offense, you know, I mean, just, I guess let's start, like, who would you say is the player of the game offensively? And then I, I'm sure we have the same major concern. So we'll address the major concern and just, you know, the offensive line. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. Yeah, so good first. Uh, I mean, I mean, is it McCord? Do you want to throw somebody else out there? I mean, I would say even though he dropped the touchdown, like Buka had a big uh, game. I loved, I loved his game. Stover had a great game too. Um, I thought Marv for the toughness. I mean, if Marv leaves that game, they're able to bracket Buka. <laughs> deja vu, man. Right. Was- it's a lot harder. Um, it's like double deja vu because you know JSN against Notre Dame, but also yeah. Marv getting knocked out yeah. against Georgia. So yeah, it, it was a heart attack. Um, so I mean, I give him a lot of respect for heart. So I had him as a player of the game. I had a lot of guys. I mean, Trey. He had that huge run. He almost broke another one. I thought, you know, there were bright spots on the offensive line play. I think Matthew Jones is a step above the rest of them right now. So yeah. I, I like him. But if I had to say one, um, probably Kyle McCord. But Ibuka, if I'm being different, I would say Emeka would be number. No. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I'm definitely on the the Emeka train. I mean, hey, he, you know, I mean, Marv, I mean, was it's Morrison, right? You know, oh, yeah, Ben Benjamin Morris. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's good. He's really good. Yeah. He so kudos to him. I mean, he had a good game, but I, I think my probably actually my biggest complaint on the offense is that I think the you know McCord there there's probably situations. I mean, he throws it to him. I mean, they call it back. You know, stupidly, but I mean, you got to throw it up to him when he you get your opportunities. I mean, he can. A lot of times he's going to beat one on one. So, you know, I mean, I know they bracketed a lot. What, Marv? Yeah, yeah. But if you get your situations, you got to kind of take them at times. I mean, and he did try in the second half. And he did. And it was a you, ball that was a little far for Marv. And Marv was after the injury. Yeah, so, which, you know, you never know on that one if it was, if Marv's healthy, if he catches that or not. Yeah. Probably. I think, yeah, I think he probably does run it down. I mean, it was, he was close enough to it. I think if he had, you know, is, uh, if his legs were working, uh, he probably runs it down and he has a nice catch in the fourth when he, uh, on that slant, but you and know, so, I yeah. wish they would run that more with him. That like, was beautiful. Like, you know, I mean, like that is like almost an easy pitch and catch every time. I mean, if you're having a hard time with the running game, like literally run that play especially with him, like he could just like, and he dove for it, you know, but it, it's so effortless for him. Yeah. Like his hands are so good. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely like, you know, McCord this time around. Marv wasn't there for him and he made yeah. he made himself find a Mecca, whereas yeah. like, you know, Indiana and I, I don't know all the ins and outs, you know, how open everyone got or what they were doing. And it was, you know, McCord's first game starting in two years and. um. He relied a lot on Cade, you know, in that first game. But yeah. 
it was like he really you know made a point like hey if they're going to stop marv i gotta find a mecca yeah and i i just you know speaking of kate i do like that it's kind of like uh it's kind of like Cade's like the warm blanket of the offense, you know. Yeah. You know, you need an easy catch. I mean, hell, God, the, that that catch where that <laughs> that tip, was far from easy. That tip ball or whatever when he or when he got hit and he freaking jumped up to catch that one. I mean, again, that was another save. Uh, you oh know, we had gosh. a couple ones in that game where you know some players made some big time plays there. I mean, and you know, in the the crossing route to Fleming, I mean, that was a nice throw. I mean, that's what fourth and seven. I mean, yeah. if he if he's anything off on that throw, you know, the game's over. Well, and, yeah. And I was a little surprised Julian just for how strong he is got taken down the way he did. Cause it seemed like there was yards after the catch there that yeah. he just had to make that, that first arm miss, you know, like get off that arm tackle. And then he had some room to move, but and it is what it is. You can't complain about it. I just like knowing him, I, I thought he could have done, you know, would have done more with it. No. Yeah. No, no fault to him. He got the first down. He yeah. did what he had to. So I think his mindset was just that that's <laughs> yeah, the first down to, yeah. and I got to get to the first. Down. I don't want to seem like I'm complaining and I'm glad he didn't get like another 15 yards and the ball got punched out or something like yeah. that. You know, so he yeah. did what he had to do. It's fine. Yeah. And I see some, you know, I, I saw some Notre Dame fans talking about, well, you know, they should have had an interception on the final drive. I mean, that stuff yeah. happens in football. He should have had an interception should've on the final drive. You know, I mean. Tyreek Williams should also have had an interception and JT should have had an interception. JT almost had a pick six, you know, there on that final drive. And, you know, so, I mean, that stuff happens in football. I mean, you know, yeah, almost three of our defensive linemen should have had interceptions in this game. So. I mean, if those guys were as sure handed as, you know, a lot of people think they'd be playing a lot of them, we'd be playing offense, you know, so what uh, JT would do as a tight end. I don't know. I bet you probably I'd bring be- him in on the bison package instead of always having an extra tackle or, Caden Curry is a fullback. I'm sure we can talk about that a little bit, but, but, you know, he's an actual offensive threat, put him in there. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Speaking, you know, not, this is not going to be on Caden Curry, but you know, we'll go there. So let's go there. The, the concern is obviously it's just the whole mixture of the run game. It's the run game. It's the run game in short situations. It's the offensive lineman, not holding on to blocks long enough. It's, you know, some bad play calling, bad play bad calling, formations. bad formations for the, you know, the type of runs that they want to do. It's like, you know, wrong personnel. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to after. And this is, this has been a lingering thing now for a, a couple of years, couple coaching staff. So it's like, you know, I mean, it's just weird. I mean, they just need to, you know, it, you don't need to, this team is at their best when they're they're throwing the ball around and they're best at running the ball when there's not as many guys in the box for whatever reason it is what it is the, this team is just not like well, i mean you don't want that many yeah, guys in the box but this team some teams can do it you know wisconsin can do it michigan sure. can do it they've proven that stuff that's ohio state and this is nothing on ohio state they can play tough run heavy football and stuff like that but you know get guys out of the box. So like, you know, their athletes can make plays in there and, you know, feel more comfortable. They just don't do well when there's a lot of bodies in there. And this isn't supposed to be overly critical about like Mayan or Trey. It's just at this point and watching, especially two years, but it's kind of lingering back all the way to 2021. Also, it's like, 
I, and I hear a lot of guys say Trey's not built to run between the tackles. He can't do it. I've seen Trey follow a lead blocker between the tackles, and he does fine. I'm not saying he busts 50 yards every time, but he can get four to five yards yeah. if you tell him where to go. And I feel like mine's the same way. I feel like out of out of the backs they have, and I'm just going to say the ones that we've seen this year, even though I think Dallin has this in his repertoire also, I think Chip's the only one that they can say, find your hole and burst through it. The other two just have too much problems finding that hole in those short yardage situations. Yeah. And it lets things get just too clunky and, you know, yeah. too congested for them. And they don't maximize what they can do. Now, I think if you had mine or chip in there short as a, a fullback and you hand it off to Trey and you said, Hey, you're going off tackle here. I think Trey will be fine. Or if you're going, you know, up this gap between the tackle and the guard, Trey's going to be fine. I don't think he has necessarily the problems. Everyone thinks he does that. He needs to just be in space that he can't run between the tackles. I think Trey's a hard runner, but he needs to know where he's going. And yeah. I, I think that's a lot of the problem with him is that he dances around when he has to find his own hole because he's trying to break a touchdown. And then it all just gets too congested and he goes down. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he breaks tackles or he runs through tackles or he doesn't go down easily. But I think he can get you pretty much, you know, yeah. those three to five yards if you just tell him where he's going. Yeah. And, you know, or, or you give him the field and you say outrun everybody to the corner yeah. and turn it up. That's what the second straight week or third straight week where they've given him a play that, you know, was going to the field side and, you know, he turned it into six. And so, like, yeah. uh, I mean, he's. Yeah. He, now, I think Chip, though, you can say find your hole and burst through it on you know your zones and he's he's better at it yeah no i agree with that i think uh i think that's uh, what, you know for what that's you know I, I definitely think that you know i think the and you know we've talked a little bit before we started tonight you know some of their formations are just way off that they're they're expecting guys to crash down on those defensive ends and are just too far <laughs> off just to, leave them be or you whatever know, like, you and know? like and they're just there to make they know it's coming and and it doesn't matter if it's you know if it's the the fake zone or if it's just an inside run i mean there's a, they're in pistol and just handing this ball straight off the the running back and you know on an inside zone that's nothing special and you know the defensive end is and, still there and not, what chance do you have though when you got two ends yeah. that are collapsing down on you and like, then you know and then there was a play you know it was what that in the late in the game when you know baptiste gets him and stuff like that. He actually had the hole there. It just then when they give him a hole, they the the they right, let he him. Has to, he has to burst through. He it. has to burst through it, and the lineman just had to hold on to the block a little longer. I mean, yeah. you just it's mano y mano at that point. Just, yeah, you know, keep your block, and he definitely should have been able to pick up that first down. So, I mean, it's definitely not perfect. I mean, not a hundred percent that he can, you know, as long as the hole's there and he knows where to run through. But even that one, I don't know if it's like, hey, you're running here, or hey find your hole and go through it. I'm not sure. He just, I mean, I agree he's best in space, but I've seen him run between the tackles. Yeah, and, I've seen and him he's okay. Just, Usually he just kind of needs a lead blocker in front of him. Yeah. Or it's a lot or where he does really well. It's for whatever reason, like, first down runs i mean he usually can get five yards a yeah. pop on those like it's just, they probably have it more spread out yeah probably and ryan changes his offense when it's third down and you know that's the other thing that you and i talked about during the game and i'm i know everybody talked about it if you're that hell-bent to go jumbo and just get the one only the one yard you need 
Like, I, I still don't get that. Like, if it's third and one, try to get 20, you know? Like, why yeah. are you just trying to get one? But if you're that hell-bent that you need to get the one to keep the chains moving, QB sneak it. Yeah. You got two QB sneaks. Practice it. And now I mean, it. you see the, you know, if you're going to put Caden Curry in the game, put him behind freaking. Uh, and just shove his <laughs> ass. Like, or you, get the, you put the two power backs in there. Put Mayan and Trey or Trip, and right. just be like, you know, just don't spear him and injure right. him. <laughs> just give him a good push. <laughs> like, get him over that line. I mean, God, I mean, the Eagles have lived on the last two years with that. I mean, you just. Uh, <laughs> They got a guy in a four point stance over the center on the other side yeah. and they still can't stop the Eagles. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, just, just push them forward. I mean, they, that has definitely been the one frustrating thing. And I know that's McCord definitely seems like a guy, you know, and this is obviously nothing on Stroud. Just, I, I think that's kind of Stroud's mindset. He doesn't necessarily like mixing it up like that. And I get that. I'm not going to criticize right. it and stuff like that. I don't think McCord necessarily has that issue. He seems like he's, you know, willing to I yeah. mean, bloody himself up, you know, during a game. Um, so put some couple guys behind him and be like, hey, we're going with the sneak there and, you know, push him forward. Yeah, I don't. Figuring it out is going to be crazy. I mean, I still say if you need to go, you know, jumbo package for a fourth down because you're trying to pick it up, I still think your best offense is your offense that spread people out as wide as possible and just have your, have your options from there, you know, have a RPO game from there, but yeah. third down, like you do not need to congest. Even if you're on the one yard line, you do not need to congest everything that much, like spread people out, have your best players on the field, yeah. which we won't weigh in too much. But I mean, the fact that on the goal line series, you're only one you've been in the whole game, yeah. you know, you fail on third and fourth down and Marvin and Mecca are on the sidelines yeah. like that. That can happen. Yeah. And it, it definitely better, at least for the, the game winning touchdown. Uh, that they're, they, both they, out they're, they're both out there and <laughs> so maybe lesson learned. Yeah. And, you know, and they were out there for the, the stupid, uh, the jet sweep that, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. and again, you know, I don't, and I don't like that play call in that situation, but if you're going to run it, run it to the wide side of the field right. where, where Mecca has some room where he maybe be able to outrun somebody. Like I, I honestly think, I mean, I still, still a bad play call. I don't like it. No, I, if, I if hated it. I hated it. I think he had room though, between um, either Jones and Fryer or Fryer and Scott, but he bounced it outside the tight end instead of going like cutting up the middle. But it's just, you know, our tight ends aren't great at perimeter blocking to no. begin with. Why are you asking them to, you know, and why you're asking your lead blocker? I, and why you're asking a receiver to be able to see that hole? Like, right. You know, I mean, and I get it. He's a good punt returner and stuff like that. He, you know, he sees stuff like that, but it just, it's not his forte. Like, no, yeah. and it, it shouldn't be like, not, not everyone can do everything. Like that's fine. And I, I, I'll I still wish Kyle would have been able to see it. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And they had some sort of audible though. I mean, that cornerback was like eight yards off of Marv. Like all you got to do is get the snap and just rifle it down the line. It doesn't even have to be a slant or anything. If, it, if you catch on a slant, Marv probably gets, you know, maybe a touchdown. I know he's on a bad wheel then, yeah. but he definitely gets the first down because he just catches the ball and falls forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that and that isn't hard. If you're gonna if they're gonna give Marvin Harrison some sort of cushion, like 
you know, kill them with that. Like, right. <laughs> like, but I mean, I get it. Like, you know, first, first real road game start for McCord and yeah. it's just the play was already called and you know, well, is what it is there. Like, I don't even know if that type of stuff, I hope that stuff's in the playbook and like, you know, no, it definitely should be like, <laughs> I mean, if they're going to give him cushion, then, you know, I know McCord has, a, even though he was on the other hash, I know he has a strong enough arm. To- yeah. Well, I mean, on that, unless somebody knocks it down at the line of scrimmage, which is always possible yeah, is a possibility. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, it doesn't take much effort to like, you know, just literally get it to them. It wasn't <laughs> so fast. So you just got to take a step back. So th- they're not in your view. I mean, I guess it's always a possibility, especially, you know, with our line, sometimes hold it up in the short stuff, but yeah. I would have, if they would have failed on that, I would have preferred that instead of what they failed. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, all right, defense. Defense. Player of the game. Um, I think there's a couple in this one too. I'll I'll save time though. I'm gonna say Tyleek Williams. I think he made himself some money. I mean, he and I know it's different than what Joe Alt's used to going against, but he didn't get the sack, but he put Joe Alt in Sam Hartman's lap on him. Yeah. And you I think he had something like, you know, five tackles, one for tackle for loss. No one had a real impressive stat line for the defensive uh, lineman, but I was, I was impressed with Tyleek. I thought he stood up to the challenge. I mean, we'll talk about depth here in a second, but you know, Tyleek, the guy that never had the conditioning to be on the field, you know, somehow against Notre Dame on the road played 55 snaps. Yeah. So I, I mean, I thought that was impressive for what was asked of him. I know things got a little dicey at the end for the entire line, but I thought he, you know, he held his own the best he could. Yeah. I would say that, I'm going to go with Latham. I think he had just a hell of a great game. I mean, he was, you know, he kind of picked up a little bit of the slag, the linebackers, you know, they, (laughs) they didn't have as great of a game. Um, Now granted the Notre Dame, you know, especially in running Notre Dame's uh, linemen were getting off their blocks and getting to the second level really very easily second half. half, So some of that can be excused, um, but Latham ransom cleaned up a lot of tackles. I mean, and I know it was him and Styles, but that those missiles coming in when when you know kudos to the defensive line on that one because they they stopped the initial push and Hartman was forced to go to the outside and you know they came right up and uh you and Tommy know, did the jump over the middle yep and uh you know so there was uh you know it's just the defense I mean the only complaints I have is just. Like, I don't even have a complaints on necessarily, you know, Hartman mixing it up and, you know, hitting some of those middle passes and stuff. They, a lot of those passes they were giving up because, you know, they were just, they kept the safeties back to make sure Notre yeah. Dame couldn't go down the field. I just thought there's a point that Tommy and Steele got to recognize something and yeah. like it's time to go make a play, you know, they were just too soft a zone. I mean, there was one that I distinctly remember that Tommy calls an audible and everyone goes back deep to the first down marker and they still let the tight end get behind the linebackers in between the safeties. And he made a hell of a catch, but it wasn't as difficult as it should have been for him. I mean, like there should have been no reason that that guy got to that level that he was behind them in front of the safeties. Yeah. So, I mean, some of that stuff is, 
they only give up the 14 points. So some of that stuff yeah. I can excuse, you know, they and didn't correct. They didn't give any home runs up and, they, and then they can call plays to tighten up the defense if they want to. It, it did seem like some of the, the thought process going into it is I'm just not going to let these guys beat me on a big play. Right. And, you know, so I'm going to keep some guys back and, you know, I'm going to force them to work it. And, you know, and I think that it's the chance they took. It worked for most of the game. And then Notre Dame recognized that they could run the ball on them. And so talking about defensive line depth, and I know this has always been a big argument. I want my best guys playing all the time too. Where I think that they probably did make some mistakes is that the first three weeks, Tyleek's played a lot of snaps. Like does Tyleek need to play as many snaps as he's played the first three weeks? You know, you know, JT and Jack Sawyer have been out there a lot so far this season. Like, you know, maybe mixing some of the, like, you know, that was the big complaint last year in the Notre Dame game and in some of the big games, like, why are we rotating some of these guys, you know, that should not be in here. Right. Especially in key moments like that. And I agree with that, but against teams like young sound say in Western Kentucky, like I'm okay. Rotating a little bit more, like keep those guys as fresh as possible because you don't know when they're going to go up against best offensive line, most right. likely in the country. And have to you know pony up and stuff like that so i think that was like the probably my most frustrated thing and i think the second most frustrated thing is why they are just a little too like old school that this is my right defensive end this is my left (laughs) defensive end (laughs) that was weird and that's gonna they don't move jt until the end of the game at least i didn't notice it i don't think they did and and then but that's when he made plays and and Fisher is a hell of a tackle too, but he's not all. And no, he's a step below. And he he's the one that has shown that you know you can get some pressure with against and stuff like that. So why don't you put your best defensive end against I mean, him and let's see what he can do more in the game? Like I think if they would have tried that earlier in the game and he could have got some stuff, maybe they have a whole different defensive game plan then. Yeah. Like okay, let's. I would have loved Attack. to see Kenyatta Jackson against Fisher. Honestly. I would have loved to see that too. And Caden Curry. I just, I think <laughs> if there was anyone to get got and it's not me trying to insult them. If you're trying to make something happen with your defensive end, though, it was obviously always going to be against Fisher, yeah. you know, like Joe Alt's probably between him and the guy from Penn state. They're probably the two best left tackles yeah. in the country. So I would have taken that advantage as many times as I could, you know, maybe, worst case scenario and i know you want jack in there because he's your second best end but maybe just use him and jt to keep themselves fresh on all and then and still you could sprinkle them in together at the same time and have one of them over fisher use your jack position whatever cj hicks or mitchell melton over fisher but get caden curry and kenyatta in there so I mean, worst case, let them give you five to 10 snaps so you can at least, you know, hit some oxygen and get back in the game. They needed a breather at the end of that game, man. They needed they needed some time. And it was just it was hard to see because you thought like, oh, crap, it's, you know, it's happening again. I mean, we got a lead more so than we ever did, you know, in Ann Arbor in 2021, which thank goodness we did. And of course we, we played so much better than we did in 2021. I mean, it wasn't like that Notre Dame never got off the field in the second half, but it was just like, man, these guys really could use some fresh legs right about now. Yeah. So it was, it was hard to watch. I I think um, that offensive coordinator kind of screwed 
that for them but oh yeah i definitely agree and you know whatever we won so i'm not going to say they should have you know yeah i mean it was definitely i think a bonehead on their part that you know i mean run the ball keep taking 40 seconds off the clock and stuff like that i mean the and I get it. It's probably a touchdown if they connect with that screen, but it's just taking well, a happened. Uh, it taking a lock. It's almost a pick six. I mean, it's, right, there's right. a risk to it. It and, was almost the worst. And actually, scenario. it was probably the best scenario was that, I mean, they win the game at the end of the game. I mean, a pick six, they get one more drive. I mean, uh, him saving a timeout and giving Ohio State to basically yeah. be able to run the clock out uh, the win the game. I mean, yeah not great no, so i no, was it was pretty boneheaded notre dame handled the last actual like three game minutes four game minutes really terribly yeah yeah and uh i mean ryan day would have uh, i mean he'd be getting roasted right now and some oh of the mistakes gosh, that they, uh, they they you know the 10 guys having back-to-back plays and be like you know literally you gotta like and did they have a timeout? I don't remember. I like I've heard some people I've say heard people say they had a timeout. I've heard people say they wasted their timeout at the very end there today. Yeah. So I thought they used all their timeouts. Yeah, that's what I thought because they call a timeout when Ohio State has the ball. They call two timeouts on our final drive, I believe, and Ohio State calls one. I could be wrong there. Yeah, but. I thought they used all their timeouts. I've heard a bunch of people say they had a timeout, but it doesn't matter because leaving a timeout, you should never, you you should count your people before you you break the huddle, leaving the timeout. But then at the second point, like you're leaving a timeout, you you should very easily be able to see like, Oh shit, there's only 10 guys on the field. Get another one out there. And then on top of that, of course, you know, Trey leaves for chip to come in. You, they have to let the, they have to let you sub in a, extra defender yeah or match personnel and they would have if uh if, if notre dame was going to do it like right. they think the refs would have stopped the game but they and, thought 11 guys were out there and, and they're like oh no we're good with who we got and you know obviously it's all on the coaching but somebody also on that defense has to know that that and get the just touch an offensive lineman be like <laughs> right exactly <laughs> like, like somebody needs to like because i kind of get marcus's point if even though you blew it. I do get his point that, you know, if, if we run somebody on the field there and Ohio state, Ohio state gets stopped, well, they're automatically going to get another play because well, that's a substitution you play. Give, you give so the play beforehand, the defense alignment has to be able to like, that's the defense alignment needs to do the, somebody needs to get a false start or, or I mean, an offsides, the, you know, stop the play there. And um, so I don't know, like, it was just bad overall with that stuff. So Ohio state defense, I, you know, so let's move into the first third of the season. I'm impressed with the Ohio state defense. Like, you know, they're, they've definitely limited the big plays. I mean, yeah, you can say a lot about the competition, but you know, they manned up when they needed the man up here at the, in this last game and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that, you know, going forward, Especially, I think, you know, now that I think probably with that last drive that McCourt had, I could see Day is going to be confident in him now to the point that, you know, the playbook's open. Like, you know, it's your team. You know, you went out, you want a big game for us. So, you know, yeah, it's he, your team. I mean, he has to. You got to you got to give him the chance to open up the playbook. He proved himself to you. Um, I think your offense will run better once there's more trust there and yeah. he's allowed to, you know, do more with it. At least I hope so. 
But you know, and and I said, and people have like said that I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think I am. Like Ryan Day's never won this game before. You yeah. know, on the road, driving for a touchdown. I know out in Pasadena, the game was tied, and they drove for a yeah. winning field goal in a game with no consequences whatsoever. Just you yeah. won bragging rights, that you won the Rose Bowl. Like this was vastly different. And Ryan Day's team pulled it together, and they won a, you know, they won the game. So. I don't, I don't think he's done that. So I think boost of confidence all around, especially the defense, because they found a way to get off the field, even though things were getting a little dicey for them. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like moving forward, I would like to see, you know, I, I think you got a couple more tune-ups. I think you got to, I don't want to insult Maryland. I know they're undefeated right now. They're doing fine. Um, but I think you got to be in a position where you start, um, you know, using one, using some depth on the defense because you need to do that. You need to get some mm. defensive linemen's legs under them so they're ready for the end stretch. But also, like, let McCord start opening up the playbook now, get him comfortable with it no. because, you know, Penn State and Michigan aren't going to be a picnic. And Wisconsin on the road probably isn't either. No. And the thing that stinks, like, what I'm kind of worried about with Notre Dame this week going to Duke is that, you know, I mean, this could be an upset for, I mean, that could be a threat for Notre Dame just because this was a, I mean, from everything we're hearing, this was a, I mean, everybody's been beat up on both sides. Of the of, Yeah, it's, uh, it's good that we got an off. Yeah, this week. And, you know, but that Wisconsin game, that's was always where it worried me because it's like, it's not that Wisconsin matches up well with you. It's, it's just that state's going to be a battle. That's going to be a battle. So it's going to be, that's, gonna, that's a rough game to go on the road and it's going to be a night game. Right, you're going to Camp Randall right after that. Yeah. So that, that was always my, my fear with that one. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, no, they, yeah, they need to get a couple of things in. I'm interested to see what they look like in a week. And obviously we'll talk about Maryland next week, but because Maryland's going to test them in other ways. And Maryland Absolutely. has very, you know, they've twice in the last, you know, how many years have really, you know, stressed them out right. to the, so that's, that'll be a good test for, them. I mean, you know, Maryland's got a lot of good offensive weapons. Um, so that'll be definitely, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I think offensively, so where I'm hoping that we go forward is just that, you know, keep on. I think it's time to give McCord the full keys to the Ferrari. I mean, yeah. I think he proved himself in that final drive. I mean, I mean, had ice to throw the ice water in the veins. I mean, he, he went right down there cool and collective and won you a football game when you needed to go win a football game. And that doesn't happen much, you know, I mean, and especially for somebody has to have such a little experience. Right. I mean, um, I mean, we talked about even before the game. I mean, that was the, the one thing we didn't want was Hartman to have the ball last, you know, I mean, we both mentioned that, that, yeah. you know, that could be nerve wracking somebody with that type of experience having the ball last. And, you know, I'll admit it. Like I, I didn't think Ohio State was. I mean, I didn't think they were going to go down and win the game. I mean, I just like I didn't, and it wasn't even anything against McCord. I didn't need to see enough. Like if they get into a short downage situation, are they going to be able to make it? And, yeah, right. And almost didn't. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think maybe the second first down. I'm like, okay, we got a shot. We can do this. Maybe the first one. I mean, because the first first down is to what? Mecca. Yeah. And then Julian gets the second first down. And then a Mecca again. Then a Mecca, then Marvin. Or Marvin gets the second, then it's a Mecca's one. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. But um, a Mecca's catch, that first first down, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe we got yeah, a we, shot here. 
but it was it was it was anxiety anxiety inducing man yeah so definitely let 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 court start rip it you said we're gonna rip it like let yeah, him not, yeah. like, you know let him you know let it loose now and you know the offensive line they just need to, i'm not overly angry they played okay they pass blocking i think they're fine and now Notre Dame's not the best defensive line that they're going to play. They're probably the third best defensive line on the schedule. I mean, I think Michigan's is better than theirs and Penn state's is a lot better than theirs. So, you know, they got challenges coming down the stretch here. Um, You know, so they gotta, they gotta continue to give them a quarter time. And, you know, I, I I think days needs to find some play calling, you know, things in there to probably help the run blocking along because, you know, you, it, their their get off is a little disappointing. I mean, they yeah. don't push anybody back on run no. blocking. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You're bigger. You're supposed to be stronger than these guys. Like, you got to have that. I don't know. It's just a nit thing. Maybe, yeah. Get but, under their pads and drive them somewhere, though. No. Like, they just, I think it stood up even on every run play. Yeah. I, th- I think they, I think they use pulling guards very, very good. Well, I, I think they do a good job using a pulling guard, though, in their offense. Yeah. I think both Landon, um, Don, Landon, Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones both do a really nice job pulling the ball. Donovan, especially, or not Donovan, sorry, Matthew Jones, especially, does a really nice job as a pulling guard. Yeah. And then defense, I Donovan's th- good too. I think defensively is just, Continue to find some, find some a little bit more depth on your defensive line. Rotate some guys around a little bit more to maybe you know find better matchups for you know JT and stuff like that. Even Jack, I mean, if you can find a better matchup for him, like exploit it. Um, Are they all a little too scared to make mistakes on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I mean, there were points in that game that you think Knowles should have went man coverage and yeah attacked more right <laughs> it's just the problem with that is that i he mean gives up a big play you know how the i know how it goes i mean ohio state has one of the most demanding beat reporter beat reports in the in the college football i mean they got a lot of guys you're answering a lot of questions there if uh you know i think that it was never the passing game that killed them i mean it was i mean notre dame even when they're moving the ball between the twenties, I mean, they manned up when they needed the man up. I just don't think Notre Dame's receivers, as long as the guys don't make a mistake peeking in the backfield, Notre Dame's receivers couldn't get off of Ohio state's corners. I think you would have been fine. I think this is, you're in a point. It's a really tight game that you gotta, I mean, look at, look at Iggy when he, he on the, he fell on that touchdown pass there. Yeah. You yeah. gotta, and close games like that, if you're going to, things are going to happen. That's not necessarily, you know, anybody's fault, just that the cornerback slips and, yeah. uh, you know, so, and so, I mean, you got to think about stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I, I did like some of the stuff they did. I liked that. Uh, when they did get pressure on Hartman, it seemed like that they did a, a lot of those, uh, you know, drop back. They would, you know, replace, you know, the pressure, you know, linebackers yeah, yeah. For, and they would i did like some of that stuff linemen, yeah. and they did with the tackles a couple times that really confused hartman i like that um and a couple times they brought 
uh, either Steele or Tommy by themselves with the line and stuff like that. And that's fine when you go fives and stuff like that. Sometimes where he got in trouble last year with some of the blitzes is because he would bring like weird, you know, six, seven man blitzes and like right. when it was absolutely not needed to be ran, you know, if you're going to blitz somebody, just bring one guy like, you know, and see what kind of pressure you yeah. get. Like you don't need to bring the, the whole house right now. And like, yeah. So yeah, maybe they could have been a more, a little bit more aggressive, but I think he, I think he decided to play it. I, I like that. He's not getting himself in his way. It definitely seems like, you know, he did say a lot in the off season and stuff like that. You know, I had to learn that I'm not trying to win every call. And, you know, I realize I have players now. And so I like the fact that there's not guys running free, even when they would get a lot of those completions and stuff like that, that, you know, they were there to make They're not giving up explosive plays. They're not giving up explosive plays. And I just hope that I would like to see them get a few more, you know, third downs, you know, stops. But a lot of that comes down to. Notre Dame in the second half, they, they got a lot of those third down uh, conversions on where they only needed one or two yards to run the ball and stuff like that. Like you just gotta, you gotta do a little bit better, I guess, you know, stopping the run in some of those situations against some of the teams that are want to run it on you. And I don't know, maybe it is that, you know, you rotate, rotate your rotate ransom and proctors, your deep safety, bring in your three corners and play sunny and Simon, you know, as a rotation as a third linebacker and play a four, three or Mellon or Hicks, you know, yeah, whatever. somebody bring into the third linebacker and they did do that. Some of the game they did have. Yeah. 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 And there, there was points that Simon just flat out replaced steel. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe in that situation, you just got to bring in the third linebacker and, you know, that's the shutdown, the run and you tell it, you know, you tell your secondary, you know, I'm going three corners and one safety and you guys need to shut these guys down. And, you know, and because yeah. we we need to stop the run right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think I think it's doable. I mean, they definitely have the talent on defense. Um, I think their line still is a little undisciplined when it mm-hmm. comes to, you know, gap integrity, stopping the run. But I mean, I, I it looked OK. I think they're they're They just they got worn down. I mean, that was most of it is the, just they needed a breath. So hopefully they can figure out a way when the games, you know, get a little bit harder again, that they can do that. I mean, the definitely, I I mean, honestly, I think probably the biggest thing that killed them in the second half was Trey's touchdown. And it just sucks because it was, it was great. They needed, it was a nice explosive play. It's just, you know, sometimes Ohio state's offense does that to them. And, you know, obviously you don't want to, you're not complaining about it. I want the touchdowns, but you know, when you have an offense that can score fast, you know, and you know, against a team that can play ball control, you know, sometimes those two things just don't mix well with each other. Yeah. And that's just, I think that's going to be part of the challenge for Ohio state this year, or at least right now is finding out a way with a different quarterback with kind of just a different offense. How are we going to be efficient that, we can keep the chains moving without necessarily having to be feast or famine. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I want to work more on that. Some of that stuff. Let's uh, let's third downs. They need to get better on, on both sides of the field. They, yeah. they look good against Notre Dame when third on the offensively, you know, they made some big uh, third down completions and defensively, stuff like. not so much, but we've kind of already addressed, yeah. you know, so they need, to, they need to, they need to, they need to, they, 
they are a good defense when they can get teams in third from five and plus. And it's just, you, you got to get to that point where, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're letting a little too much on first and second down and, you know, and, and then I think they are fine at that point. So, yeah, um, I agree. All right. So, I mean, just, yeah, keep on working on the stuff that we're working on and just keep getting better. I mean, you got a few weeks till Penn state, you know, Wisconsin's tough. And then you got a few weeks, which are some decent, easily games that they should win, you know, before Michigan. So, yeah. you know, you, these are the couple, they got a couple sets of couple tune up games. I mean, even though Maryland's not necessary, I mean, this stretch is hard. I mean, in Purdue's not an easily they suck, but Ross ain't is haunted. Like, like, <laughs> like it's just, it's they, a it's a weird team. It's, it's just another weird spot to play Purdue the week before Penn State. It's like you know, I mean, you like, never know what kind of game Maryland's going to give you. They're good. Yeah, so the, they're better. The October stretch is going to be a t- difficult one, and then if they can get through October, you know, then they got some easier games. Yeah. I mean, Michigan State is a uh, dumpster Rutgers. fire, and Minnesota, Rutgers, Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they should they should be able to easily run through November up to Michigan. So yeah. you know. October is going to be the tough one. And then you got Michigan at the end of the year. So like, you know, so there's some challenges still on the schedule, but you know, it's good to get that. I think it's good. to. I mean, you saw in the national championship series, you need to have some adversity and I'm glad that they got it and was able to get a win out of it on the road. Final drive. I mean, you can't ask for much more against a top 10 team, a historic top 10 team. Like you can't ask for, you know, a much better finish. Yeah. All right. Real quick. Just wanted the, like just something that's kind of been eating at us. It's just the, the whole toughness thing. It's just that first of all, I, I, and this comes from some people in our fan base, like Ohio state's a tough team. I'm not gonna, you know, anybody. And I know there's some criticisms that, you know, Marathi is not, uh, he's not modern enough of uh, he needs to right, the adapt sport, to but, sports science isn't good. And that's why we get injured all the time. Yeah. There maybe he needs to modernize a little bit on some of that stuff, but you know, he runs a tough off season. So and like in the survive that off season, you have to be tough. And like, so I, I know that they're a tough team. They are mentally very tough and they proved it this week. And I think, I think coach day, he just gets, he gets it a little too much into his head that he needs. Well, these, he, he equates toughness too much with like being able I, to pick up one yard. I'm going to get, th- I'm going to bring my three tight ends out there. And one of them might be an offensive you're line. You're not man. Michigan. You're not Iowa. Stop doing that. And like, you know, and we've all, and we've said this, you know, urban Meyer, and I'm not saying he has to run the spread, but urban Meyer was a very good running team because they spread people out. And you know, you don't have to run the quarterback line up, Cherry line up, chip line up, Mayan. It doesn't matter. But have three wide receivers out there and get them as far as possible. And Urban <laughs> Meyer made Mark Alfred quit in yeah. the national title game. Like he stole Oregon's soul in that game. Like, yeah, you, you don't have to just be like, there are different ways to bully people without, you know, let's play, make sure let's give you an opportunity to put 11 guys in the box. Like we don't, you don't ever want to do that. That's not how you recruit, like no. spread people out, use your playmakers. Yeah. And, you know, and it's okay if you want to run the ball to get your one, two yards, then use your playmakers as decoys. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, and those slants, we, we've talked about it. Those slants are there for Marv. If they're, if they're going to give him that, you know, you tell Kyle, like, you know, trust him. But, yeah. like, if you see him off coverage, you call out of that play. Like, yeah. and, you know, and if exactly. you're wrong, we'll talk about it. But, you know, like, if you see it, if you see a guy off that stuff, yeah, we're going to run. We're going to spread him out and we're going to run the ball. 
But if you see a guy that's given that much of a cushion to him, throw it to him. Right. <laughs> like, you know, let him put him on a slant and, you know, just get it out there. Like, you know. yeah, I know. I mean, what's the point of Marv, you know, catching a million balls a week on the Monarch machine if you can't yeah. just throw him something hard like that and, and make something easy out of it? Yeah. And I don't, I mean, the whole Lou thing's been kind of beat to death now, so I'm not going to get into it. Lou should have never, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people are missing a lot of it. A lot of people outside the Ohio State program are missing it. It's not that Lou's 86 or, you know, poor Lou or all that stuff. It's that is a coaching is a fraternity and you don't go on, you know, another, you don't go on national television and specifically call out somebody by call name. Out a guy and his boys, man. Like, like you don't do that. There was a way Lou could have did that. If Lou Holtz, if he would have literally said that, if all he would have said was like, you know, I don't know, you know, we saw what Michigan did a couple seasons ago to him. I don't know if they've fixed some of that stuff yet. And yeah. I think Notre Dame has the offensive line and the running backs that can possibly do that again to him. And then if Ryan Day called him out at the end of that, I would have been like, okay, you're that's, I mean, he didn't say anything out he's of line. saying the team he coach is going to win and he's giving you a good reason yeah. why. But I mean, to go that extra mile and say Ryan Day and his guys lose to everybody now, no. gave the example of teams that, you know, Notre Dame got lucky to beat Clemson one time and they got their asses kicked by them later in that yep. season. I mean, these are all guys that have beaten Notre Dame recently badly and to use them as examples and say, Ryan day gets out physical in every game. Yep. Like it's just, it's going over the line to attack a guy and his players. But like, like we said, if it was just like, Hey, Notre Dame's going to win. Cause I think they have the better offensive line. They're going to be more physical. They're going to wear Ohio state down. There's nothing to that. That's yep. a, that's a prediction. No, and that's fine. That's a prediction for the team that you coach all good and well to, when you take it that extra step and you know, it was a little far and maybe Ryan was a little too animated. Maybe it was a little too corny, whatever, you know, definitely was scripted, but it was, <laughs> it's, but it is what it is. Let it die. Now it's, yeah. it's fine. It's and for, a, and for Ryan day, you know, let it die too. Just the whole toughness thing, you know, I think his original thing when he said, we're going to let it rip, I think in granted, again, we've said they weren't, there was points in that game where they weren't conservative. And then they kind of on second downs, they get a little too conservative and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just play the game that, you know, the team you've recruited play that game and like, just get it out of your head that I, you know, I need to go pound for one yard to get, you know, yeah it might come down to you where you need one yard to win the football game. Like it did, you know, and you got it great. So, you know, use it, motivate with it. And, you know, now, you know, those third and fourth and shorts and stuff like that, get your, some of your receivers on the field. I'm not saying take all your tight ends off the field. I want Kate Stover on the field. The guy basically catches almost every ball to him. Yeah. And so, you know, he but needs only one tight end, man. I'm yeah. done with 12 personnel too. I know Ryan loves it. It's a good pro set. 12, 12 personnel. you got all these receivers for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, every now and then 12 personnel is fine. Every now and, and then. And, like, there's things you can do with 12 personnel, but it should not be your base offense. Like, your base offense should be 11 personnel when you have a Stover, you won your backs, and three wide receivers out on the field. And that's you're at your best, man. Yeah. So, yep, that's where I, I just want to go is just, you know, okay, we won. Let's, let's stop with the toughness thing. Like, I... Or figure out a way to be tough within the system that you have. Yeah, like 
toughness toughness gets measured a lot of ways it's tough that you know kyle mccord had a ball up and uh go uh win a football game that's toughness and you know so that's good he proved to you that he can do that so let him be the man now and it's tough that chip had to go get a yard with you know three guys crashing down on him yeah we can figure out a different way to do this stuff yeah so yep that's that's where i want to go and i think uh Unless you have anything else, uh, we'll call it a night. No, great week. Great time to have an off week. Uh, go hang out with your families, everyone. So yeah. now's the time. Um, but no, I'm good. So thank you, everyone, for stopping out tonight to the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. And I'm Mike. Oh, wait. I owe.